Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about opening, we talk about awakening, we talk about tantric practices, shamanic practices, archetypal practices to help us step into our allness, our fullness, our deepest, most authentic way of being. I'm your host, Sabrina Lind, founder of Rewilding. Today's episode is recorded the day before Thanksgiving, so it's got this yummy Thanksgiving, gratitude, joy, blessings, love kind of energy to it. And we also go into the main topic of of today is self-care practices, so spiritual self-care practices specifically, and how we can support this path to awakening, this path to opening, this path of evolution and, and stepping into more and more and more of our authentic selves. I loved this episode. It gets recorded in our main Facebook group, which you're very welcome to join. They get recorded as video live streams. So when you hear me chatting to other women in this, it's that we're all live and it's absolutely open to you. If it's something you're interested in, you can find a link to our Facebook group on our website, which is rewildingforwomen.com. Also on our website is a place to subscribe. So we send things specifically to subscribers that we don't send anywhere else. We send invites, we send our astrology report. So we do a new moon astrology report that only goes out to our subscribers. And then there's just other things, other love that we share with subscribers only. So if that calls to you and you want to be a part of the rewilding community, you can do that on the website. Again, it's rewildingforwomen.com. Okay. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you go and enjoy the Thanksgiving yumminess and dive into the self-care practices. All right. So much love to you. Enjoy. Before I dive into the topic, though, I want to share a little bit of Thanksgiving love and that essence of Thanksgiving, which is that massive gratitude. So that deep gratitude, that deep love. For me, Thanksgiving is like cutting through the bullshit. And the thing that really sucks and pisses me off, those of you who are subscribers, you'll know um, the email that went, that went out today was fuck Black Friday, let's gather in circle. And to me, the things that are around Thanksgiving cause us to lose the essence. It's like actually the opposite of what the essence of Thanksgiving is. And it's to be so thankful and so fucking grateful and so love-filled for everything we have, right? Not that which we don't have. So I find it to be this such this weird dichotomy in our society of of it's Thursday, Thanksgiving in our culture and and you watch like strangers are so giving and they're so loving and they're so thankful. Families suddenly shift and there's just this like massive love that's going on. And then the very next day we go into lack, oh my God, there's not enough. How was it that just the day before we were sitting around a table eating the most beautiful meal together and saying what we're grateful for and then the next day we're literally in some cases plowing people over in a store to go get to the toy that's on 50% discount. I don't know how that happens. Um, So today being the day before Thanksgiving, really want to honor that, that essence of Thanksgiving, the goodness of Thanksgiving, the love of Thanksgiving, the gratitude of Thanksgiving, the thankfulness of Thanksgiving. And so for me, rewilding is family. Uh, Rewilding is is a child to me. Um, And it's family. This is fam. This is family to me. Um, So from like my heart to your heart, just massive freaking gratitude for what we do together. And I know I say this almost every time we gather, but this is a co-creation. It's all of us creating the space together. We create that Facebook group together. We create this circle together. Those of you who come to retreats and do mystery schools, it's a co-creation. We're doing that together. And I have so much love and so much gratitude. Also, there's something else I want to say is I know that there are a lot of you in this world doing some really amazing unseen work, some really 
I don't even want to use the word big because then it almost limits what certain people are doing because we have to think it has to be big and magnificent. But I know and can feel what so many women in our community are doing and bringing out into the world, whatever that creation is. And it's coming from such a high place, such a divinely aligned place, such a soul inspired place. And I think sometimes it's not recognized. It's not seen. It's not validated. It's not recognized. It goes so silent or so hidden. And part of what I want to say today on Thanksgiving is I'm thankful for that and grateful for that. And I feel you. We may not always see it. I know I have a lot of friends in rewilding who do very, very, very hidden things that the world will never know about. But I also know that it's affecting really big change, really great change, and the ripple effect of that. So even if it's not in this loud, overt way where they're like Marianne Williamson running for president, right? Even if it's not in this loud, overt way, but it's more in a hidden, quiet way where they live in a cave and they're, they're practicing certain practices and bringing the light into the earth or whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, I'm grateful for that and I'm thankful for that. And I think every single woman in our group in rewilding is on a path to continue to do more and more of that, to continue to be more and more. Um, the more that we are in our allness, the more that we are shifting the whole consciousness of, of the planet. And the more that we are in love, the more that we are rippling out love. And so much is changing. And I think sometimes we also get really discouraged with the news and what's going on. But when you can feel like the deep undercurrents, you can feel what's happening. You can feel the rise of the feminine. You can feel the values of the feminine starting to ripple out into our societies. You can feel the love. You can, you can feel the shift in consciousness. Yeah, sometimes it's a battle and sometimes we have to go through things like interesting presidents to get to these places, but it's part of it. And so I am so grateful for what you're doing for the unseen work that you're doing, even if it seems very, very personal to you, on your awakening path, that little ripple effect in you shifts. It shifts your family patterning. It shifts the collective. It shifts your community. It shifts your children. So it's not selfish. It's not selfish to be doing this deep awakening work on yourself. It's not selfish to walk this path. It's fucking hard to walk this path and it's challenging and on behalf of the whole of rewilding I want to say I'm grateful on Thanksgiving I want to say I'm thankful for that and I'm grateful for that and thankful to all of you for allowing us to do what we do um, allowing me um, to do what I do allowing the rewilding team to do what the team does allowing the essence or the energy of rewilding to do what it does I'm grateful I'm really grateful Okay, Whew. now that my heart is bursting open and I feel like we should cut into the turkey and really enjoy a feast together, let's dive into self-care practices. Um, it's so funny how topics come at the perfect time. And I've been sitting on this topic for a little while. It was suggested by someone in our group. I'm not sure who um, suggested it, but it was, I think it was suggested quite a few times. So if you're one of those women who suggested self-care, thank you, sister, for suggesting the topic. Love hearing topics. Very happy to hear more topics. There's a little form on our contact page on our website where you can suggest topics. So if you've ever got a topic or a question and you want to submit that, please do. Um, but so back to this topic, more thankfulness for all the women who suggested this. I want to talk about self-care practices from a spiritual path standpoint, uh, which means there might be a little bit of a different twist on it. Um, I might talk about a few different things that you may or may not have heard, but really things to support the awakening. Things whatever that means for you, right? The evolution of consciousness, awakening, um, the support of that path, our spiritual path, we can call it a billion different ways of talking about it. But I want to share self-care practices that I've learned over the years that 
women in rewilding, women in mystery school have shared or things that we oftentimes talk about and just kind of give you as much as I can over the next like 20 minutes together. So the first one that came for me and also like as we're on this live and everybody can comment, feel free to comment and share. So if you've got self-care practices that you have found to be phenomenal, whatever they might be, super happy for you to share comments because I know that we have this like collective, beautiful database of wisdom and very happy for all of that to be shared in the comments um, on the live, whether you're watching it now or you're watching it later. Maybe we'll open up a post um, in the Facebook group. Actually, Elise, my dear, sweet, amazing friend, I know that you are on here. Elise is part of the rewilding team. If you could open up a post in the Facebook group, the main group about self-care practice suggestions, that I think will be beautiful for all of us to just share um, on that particular post, then that will stay in the group and we can search at any point. So I want to talk about the first, <laughs> the one that is the most important, the one that came through the strongest when I was feeling into today's topic and what feels really important to talk about. And it is continually smashing, continually uh, um, arising so loudly and so strongly in not only myself, but also in those around me. So this might you may feel like this is a current theme going on for you. It, it's a theme that never ends um, on this path. And that is the... I'm going to really struggle to find the words for this, but we'll get through it. It's the not compromising the soul. Right? Can you feel that one? Not compromising the soul, your soul, not compromising your high truth, your high self spirit, not compromising the things that you know from that deep, wise soul place. That is the number one thing that I can tell you. If I were to give you one thing on how to support your spiritual path, how to best hold self-care on a high pedestal, it would be that. It would be that. Um, and I would love to hear any comments or anything that arises for you around this one. So anything that arises for you, it's a beautiful time for us to share. We're in circle. Um, and it's, it's, if it feels right to share something around that is this... Here's how, how I want to talk about it. When I see this happening, it's not only that in that small compromise that you make, not only does it affect that tiny little situation or that tiny little decision or that tiny little area of your life, it log jams the whole system does that make sense? Can you feel that? So you have an intuitive hit that comes, right? This is a deep soul knowing of a decision like, oh, all of these are so sticky, the ones that just jump into my head, of I need to, it's time to leave my career or it's time to leave my partner. Let's just use one of the, they're, they're, they're tough ones, right? But let's say that comes in and it's from that deep, wise place. But now there are other parts of you that are not wanting to hear that. Like your base chakra is not wanting to hear that. That's all about safety and security, stability, safety, security, leaving a partner, leaving a career that rocks the whole of safety and security. So depending on how open, how healthy, how aligned, how divinely aligned that base chakra is, is how 
that part of self, that energetic part of self will respond to that intuitive hit, right? I'm just giving one example. This is one tiny example. We've got all the other energetic centers that all have to run through their thing too, but we're just feeling into this as an example. So what happens is we get this hit. Now we know that it's time. We know it, it's, it's comes, it's, it's strong, it's loud. We can hear it. We know it. Then we go into base chakra having its, its field day of, oh no, how are you going to support yourself? Oh no, now where are you going to live? Oh no, now what? It does all of the things that it does. We then step out of what I would call integrity or out of alignment with our soul. We step out of it. And what happens when we step out of it is we end up log jamming the whole system. So who here has felt that? Like who here can relate to you've felt a thing. It's always better, of course, when we can reflect on it, right? Like when we're in the situation, we're in the tornado, we can't feel it. We have no idea what's going on. We're just like a chaotic mess. And so I'm asking you to reflect back, right? Hindsight's 2020. So reflecting back and feeling into, okay, there was a time when I knew I was meant to do something or I felt the call or da-da-da-da-da. I didn't listen. I didn't heed the call. And the whole system got jacked, right? The whole intuitive system completely off kilter. And then you'll end up having that conversation with your friends saying, I just don't, I just feel off. I don't feel connected. I can't hear. I can't hear guidance. I can't really see clearly. Everything's really fuzzy or cloudy or hazy or chaotic. Well, we've created that. We've done that. We've done that because we couldn't stand in the alignment. It was too much. It was at that time, it was too much for us. It was too much fire. It was too much change. It was too much transformation. It was somehow too much for some part of our system. And somehow the ego, right, overrode the intuitive, deep, wise, soul-knowing soul path, right? That sucks, (laughs) So what's the cure, right? So we're talking about self-care practices. So... This is one to continually stay in alignment, stay in alignment, stay in alignment, and let go of those bloody outcomes. We are so silly and so ridiculous when we think we can control shit, right? This is just one of those fairy tale fantasies that we've got in our heads because ultimately we have zero control of anything, but we like to think we do, and our ego definitely likes to think it has complete control, and it can keep us safe. That's the whole point of it. It's, it thinks it's doing really good things for us. It's keeping us safe. So I'm not, like having a good, healthy ego is amazing, but what we're working toward is the ego being in service to the soul, right? Do you feel how that feels? So the ego serves the soul, Instead of the ego comes in and goes, oh, soul, that's a bad idea. Screw you. We are not doing that. I'm sorry. That's way too scary. That's, that's whatever it is, right? And that's part of the awakening path. So as we walk along this path and we trust in the soul more and more and more and more and we de-rubble more and more and more, right? We have big, healthy, beautiful, open first chakras that don't freak out when we hear we should change jobs or we should leave our partners or whatever the other things are. That's part of this. And it gets so easy. It gets so, so easy. We, we let go of more and more and more. That's that detachment, healthy detachment, not like that silly, crazy detachment that some people um, start to talk about, but that like healthy healthy letting go, healthy letting go in order to trust higher wisdom, in order to trust higher self, in order to trust soul, follow soul, really open up to our allness. So that's the number one thing that I can share. And what I was saying just before I kind of jumped down some other rabbit hole about how do we get back, right? So let's say we are feeling that I'm out of flow, I'm out of rhythm, I'm not, I'm not feeling aligned, I can't hear, I can't see guidance, I, all of that stuff. Well, get fucking honest with yourself. Get honest and get real. And if you can't do that for yourself, find somebody who can help you do it for yourself. Find somebody who knows you really well and who can call you on your bullshit. 
Find somebody who can cut through your ego. That's what it is, right? And I'm saying this with compassion and love, right? Ego's just trying to protect you, keep you safe. But somebody who has that capacity to see beyond that, to see past the defenses, past the protective mechanisms into your soul, really. And that can be a good friend. It can be a good partner. It can be a really great counselor or a therapist or a facilitator or what, all of these things. But if we can't hold ourselves to the fire, find some people and get them in your life that can hold you to the fire. And some of it is, I, I will have these conversations with people in my life. I will say to them, all right, if there's something I'm not seeing here, let me have it. If I am somehow bullshitting myself, t- tell me, smash me, like slay me, let me have it. If, if you even pick a tiny little whiff of me bullshitting myself or lying to myself around my, my soul desires or whatever it is, or I might be telling them a story about making a decision and you just start talking. We are really good at picking out truth from lies. We are, we are way better than we give ourselves credit for way better. And what starts to happen also is when you hold yourself to the fire you also get to a point where you can't fool yourself anymore because you know exactly what those markers are. So here's another practice for self-care, right? It's along the path of know thyself. Learn your markers. Learn your markers. So whenever you start, um, whenever you come out of that alignment, right? You're just a little bit out of alignment and you start fooling yourself, fooling or hiding or denying that deepest truth, right? That deepest truth, that deep, 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 deep truth that you know to be true. And it might be something that you're called to. It's not just quitting a job or um, ending a relationship, but it might be something that you're called to. And so when you start to deny that, or you start to create chaos around it. There's a lot of things that we do. So starting to learn, what are your markers? What are your markers when you just start to step out of alignment? Like you just, you, you feel it, right? Instead of being 20 feet out of alignment, you're like half an inch out of alignment and you get out of alignment and, it, and you, there's these first little markers that happen, right? First little markers. So here's, here's a great one. Jane, I love that. I was just about to ask this. Um, I would love to share these markers. Um, love for us all to share these markers. And at least this might be a second post for us to do in the group sometime this week maybe is what are your markers when you are just half an inch out of alignment? What are they? The first little markers, the first little markers. So what Jane just wrote here is I get defensive. Um, some markers that come to mind, Victoria, this is beautiful. Tension across the back of my neck, tight gut, hell yeah, right? These physical symptoms that we get. Um, one of my favorite creating chaos, hiding in the ego, in my ego mind and analyzing is another favorite. Uh, I'm loving these. And something that, here's another one. Mary, this is one I was going to bring up. Um, Comfort food, binge eating. Heck yeah, woman. Um, um, Bryn, I don't feel like doing my practices, right? So there's these things that we do. I get resentful. Oh my God, I love you women. Dasha, resistance. That's it. Um, Yes, gut. Sometimes I'll avoid people. Like I'll, like those truth bombers in my life, I'll avoid them. That's one that I'm super guilty of. Like, man, I just do not want to have a conversation with this person about this thing because they're gonna just blast me one, and I'm not I'm not quite ready to be blasted. Um, let's see what else. Um, obsessive stuff. I slip into judgment. I love that, uh, Romy. Uh, Irina, I panic and fear non-sleeping off-center and feel so raw. I start blaming others. Hell yeah, Mary. Oh my God, I love you women for just being so open, so raw, so vulnerable. And, and also for those of us um, listening or watching is to start to feel like just reading through this list. And so us posting in the group about this um, allows us to then feel and start to get to know these markers. So start to get to know what it is when we are just a half inch out. And then the beautiful part, like this is all back to self-care. The beautiful part is you catch it and you bring it back, right? Like, oh, I'm out. What is it I'm not wanting to see here? What truth have I been given or what calling or what guidance or what whatever 
Am I feeling, and it can be so simple, right? It doesn't have to be quitting a job and I make it sound like it has to be these big things. It can be so simple like you miscommunicated something to your friend or your family member and you need to fix it, but you don't want to fix it because you're afraid to fix it or whatever. Like I'm telling you, it can be such simple, simple, tiny, 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 tiny little things that can whack us out. And, it, and that's our like radar, right? That's like the soul's, sorry, I'm just trying to stay out of the sunlight for you guys. That's like the soul's, I think I just made it worse. Um, that's, that's, that's like the autocorrect, right? The checks and balances system. Like we can't not be on our soul path. We, it, as wild as it sounds, I know I talked about this, I think in the last podcast, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this here. If you want to learn, to hear more about that, you can go back to the last podcast, but we're always on it. It's just, we sometimes like to go this really windy, weavy, long road when we could just go the short, quick road. Okay. So that was the big one on self-care that I wanted to talk about. That is the biggest one, because if we can start to follow that, that governs everything. When we start to allow soul to govern everything, we start eating right. We start sleeping right. We start taking care of self right. We start having very strong boundaries. We start being able to have really intense, challenging conversations around the things that we need. We, all of these things fall into place. All of them, 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 all of them. So to me, this is first and foremost, this is foundational work and, and it's not easy work. It's tough work and it's a lifelong journey around this thing, but to start to find our markers and then to start to find the things that hold us in alignment. What is it that keeps us in alignment? Is it a daily practice of an hour a day that I just allow myself to sink in, to feel, to see the truth? I meditate. Uh, What am I called to do? What am I called? Where am I called to be in the world? Right? Is is that what helps to keep us on on aligned path? What else helps to support us staying in aligned path? What people? Here's 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 another one. What people help you to stay on your path? What 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 groups? What people? Where do you get knocked off? Where where are you able to stay on your path? Um, so it's kind of those two things when it comes to this staying in soul alignment. Those, the two sides of it is the markers for when we come out, because we will constantly come out, right? This is, we don't, we're not that great at walking the tightrope. We're just not that great at walking the soul's tightrope. It's a, it's a lifelong thing. So we will come out, but what are the markers and can you catch them really, really quick? What do you need to put into your life to be able to catch them really quick? Is it some reflection time? Is it journal time during the morning, right? What is it? Is it having a conversation with a friend, a soul friend where you just talk like what's going on for you? Well, actually caught myself binge eating last night and I'm starting to get defensive with my partner and I feel like I'm hiding something. Perfect. Hell yeah, sister. Amen. Go in. What is it? Bring yourself back. So the two sides of it, one is that finding the markers and then two is the, what are the practices? What are the things in life that you can put into place to really help to hold that soul alignment? What is it? What, what teachers, what groups, what, whatever, all of those, all of those sorts of things. Um, so that's, that's kind of on a deep energetic soul level that we needed to talk about first. Um, where do I want to take this next? Um, the other thing is to really, this is, this is another kind of a depth sort of a thing. It's not just like, don't eat sugar, right? I mean, we could talk about all those things and those things all help, but this is another one that's kind of around the depths is do the work around how you are influenced by other. Do that work. Do that work around your permeability, your porousness, how um, sensitive you are, how um, empathic you are, right? I think every single time that I open a women's circle 
or a retreat, there is somewhere along the lines where we have to talk about this empathic nature of, of woman, of most of us, how permeable we are, how empathic we are, how much we absorb, how chameleon-like we are, how all of those traits and all of those characteristics of shape, shape-shifting and moving and, and do the work to have really healthy lines around that, to be really healthy. That's healthy ego. That's healthy... Um, that's healthy empathy. That's healthy sensing. That's healthy feeling. Um, observe and not absorb the environment around us. And it, that's a, this is a fine line as well. So this is another tightrope. So the other one is like soul alignment tightrope walking. This is like the, the empathic tightrope walking. So we don't want to shut everything down. That's, this is a gift. It's a gift that I can feel everything, that I can sense everything, that I know far beyond what my five senses are providing me. This is part of the feminine. It's just a part of the feminine that we're not necessarily taught how to use or how to work with, how to develop, how to mature into the capabilities of how fucking big this gift is, how big this is for us. So it's finding the practices, doing the things that help you to create very healthy, very beautiful boundaries, not walls, not defenses, not protections, not layers upon layers of, um, of numbing, right? That's, that's opposite of the awakening path. You're actually like throwing a wrench in the system and slowing everything down. It's like putting yourself in quicksand, but it's being totally open in a way that doesn't hurt. By hurt, I don't mean that you don't get to feel sadness, right? Or, or those other things that we deem as bad, which is just a silly thing anyways. It doesn't hurt your soul. That's the way of putting it. That's the best way of putting it, is that you are totally open. This gift is totally alive. It's totally awake in you, but it's not hurting your soul. That's self-care. That's huge self-care. And doing whatever you need to do to do two things on this area. One is to develop that healthy, energetic way of being. So finding the practices, finding the things to do that help you to develop that like archetypal work that we do in rewilding helps to develop that dark goddess work, helps to develop that warrior work, helps to develop that. All of those practices help to develop that. That's the one thing. And then the other thing is while we're working on it, honoring where we're at with it. So it's, yeah, I'm working on getting here. I'm working on getting really healthy about this where I can stay open and it's not hurting my soul. But until I get there, I'm here. And I get obliterated when I walk into my family's house or I get obliterated by the, the, the news or the what, whatever the hell it is honoring that and figuring out what is the highest way to support self with where you're at right now. So the highest way to support self with exactly where you are at on this healthy empathy, openness, feeling, sensing scale. (laughs) I hope that everything that I'm saying is making sense, or at least some of it is making sense. Um, Sometimes it's so hard to find these words around this stuff. Um, So Here's something else that I can share with you. You might be on here thinking, yeah, that might work for some people, Sabrina, but I am insanely permeable. Like, I just become the other person. There's two things that I want to say to that. One, I know, I know, I'm good at my job 
because I know how to do that. Because I am that. I have always been that. And it wasn't always healthy for me. It was actually really destructive and painful and hurtful for me. But it has become my biggest gift to the world is to be that permeable, to be able to embody an archetypal energy and share it, to be able to feel exactly what's happening for another person on a very deep level, so much so that they don't even, they are not even ready to go there, but I can be there in them, in that energy and hold that for them, inviting them into that door. That's part of my work in the world. And I'm only able to do that because I have worked so fucking hard to come to a place where it doesn't hurt my soul to use that gift. I don't even want to say use because that feels gross to me, like I'm abusing it or using it to offer that gift to somebody. It no longer hurts my soul. It's a gift to them and to me. The giving is the receiving, right? Um, That's the first thing I want to share. The other thing that I want to share is there's... There are so many women who come into rewilding. One woman stands out in my mind, and I have so much love for this beautiful, amazing, glorious, gorgeous woman who's graduated both terms of mystery school in Australia. And she came on her first rewilding retreat, and she had to have a hood over her head the whole time. The whole That's how her wiring was. That's how permeable. I have never seen a more empathic, more porous, more permeable person in my life. She came out of term two mystery school and what she said was, I can live in this world. I I can live in this world feeling this way and I'm not getting killed. It's not hurting my soul to be this open. I don't have to guard and protect and hide. She would hide from her family, hide from her friends, hide from the world because it hurts so much. Um, so, <laughs> Nicole, we're not naming names. <laughs> um, I love you, Nicole. <laughs> and I'm sure that Dan won't mind. So I also know that Dan doesn't mind. Nicole is Dan's best friend. Um, so Dan, whenever you watch this, sister, you fucking inspire me. Um, so... That's for those of you who might be thinking like, yeah, but there are no buts. There just aren't. It's absolutely possible. Um, it's, it's, it's possible. It's, it's possible. It's part of our growth. It's part of what we're here to do and explore and to open to. It's part of the awakening path. It's, it's just simply a part of it. Um, and I truly, truly, truly believe and have watched that all of these things trans- transform. Um, okay, so self-care, I think I want to leave it at that. <sighs> One last thing, this will be the closing comment that I want to say on this, and then we'll open it up to a couple of minutes of questions, not a whole ton of time, but just a little bit of, of questions if anybody's got something, um, is when we talk about spiritual self-care to... Honor the fact that every aspect of life is is part of that. Every aspect of life is spiritual, right? My gut health is part of my spiritual health. My emotional health is part of my spiritual health. The health of my relationships is part of my spiritual health. So when we talk about spiritual self-care, everything is spiritual. Everything. Everything is so interlinked. And we just really, really need to honor that. And... We might be, gut health is this thing that's top of mind because I've got some, I feel like I've got some gut health stuff going on Um, or just it's like a next step thing, something. I'm not sure, but it's top of mind for me. So I'm going to keep using it as an example is that can be so incredibly interlinked to our karma or to something that we're learning or to the healing of past family patterning or the healing of like deep cellular memory. So to, to stop seeing things as separate, oh, well, that's just that which doesn't affect me from a self-care standpoint or it doesn't affect my path or it's not really support. All of it is. 
every single relationship, every, how you have, how you relate to nature, how you relate to your family, how you relate to your intimate other, how you relate to your friends, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to your gut, how you relate to the bacteria in your fucking gut, right? How you relate to all of these things and how, how we start to open up to the, to the fact that it is all so very interlinked and we cannot possibly fathom the depth of that interlinking. And just to not deny, not deny anything or not to diminish how big something might be based on what, what the, the mind is starting to think about it or the judgments the mind has around it. Like, oh, that's really not a big deal. Well, that gut health thing could change the whole entirety of your life the whole entirety of your life or whatever little examples um, that there are. So (laughs) Jordan, I love, thank you, Jordan. You just encouraged me even more. (laughs) Thanks sister. Okay. So I want to end on just saying I'm so freaking grateful for what we do here and just for the big love, all the big wisdom that you guys bring to the group really want, by the way, now is the time to ask questions. So before I start going on to this spiel about, um, sharing in the Facebook group and just, um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you've got any questions, we'll probably do about 10 minutes of questions. So if you've got any questions, if you want to type them in the comments, just put three question marks and then you can ask a question and we'll get into a couple of questions before we end. But, um, so grateful for the shares in the group, the Facebook posts. If you've got things related to this topic that you want to share or you want to post in the group, please do, please do, please do, please do. Again, this is like community wisdom that's getting shared. And I know that so many of us in the community have so much, such a depth of knowledge in, in our group. And so just share it when, if you feel called to share it, it's beautiful. Um, so Amanda, I love this question and I've got an answer for you, sister. Uh, so are there any specific archetypes you suggest empaths, um, with, for creating healthy boundaries, staying open without soul, getting hurt or getting physically sick? Um, this is the tricky part about, uh, archetypes is that we all respond to them so, so, so differently. So if I were to say to you, um, if I were to say to you, Amanda, Pallas Athena is going to be great. She might do something for you around those things, but she also may take you to a whole different aspect of your psyche, a whole different realm within. That's the wild thing about working with archetypes. That's the truth of archetypes. I would love I would love for it to be a different truth. I would love to be able to say to you, da-da-da. I can give you my feel, though, Amanda. So my feel, the first one that jumped into my mind was Pallas Athena. That's just the first one um, that's come to mind. You have to feel for the truth yourself. So you feel, woman, um, if things resonate, just feel what your body's doing as we talk about some of these. I also mentioned before the dark goddesses are in. Imperative. So that one I can say without question, without doubt, working in the face of the dark goddess will absolutely change all of your boundaries, all of it, around empathy, around absorbing, all of it. Uh, dark goddesses are key. They are absolutely key. Which dark goddess? I can't necessarily tell you because they all kind of hold that um, as a theme. And again, it's so super personal to each person. I would say maybe just feel into them. Here, I'll name a few. So just feel what happens in your body as I name some of them. Medusa, just feel, right? Hecate, just feel. Lilith, Kali, Black Madonna, Durga, And I think I'll stop. Persephone, I'll give you that one as well. So just feel. And that's kind of for everybody too. You can feel. Let your body wisdom tell. We know. We always know. We know what we're called to do. It's just us figuring out how to tap into that body wisdom to listen to it. How to tap into how does the soul talk to me. It'll tell you. It'll say like, Durga. (laughs) It is Durga, right? But it's us getting the wiring in our systems wired to be able to hear the soul, to be able to hear the depths, the body wisdom, to be able to hear that's that part of self. Um, great question, Amanda. Thank you for asking it. Do you have any advice when it comes to an empath protecting her energy when raising extreme special needs twins, um, behaviorally, sorry, sorry, behaviorally speaking in constant crisis? Um, 
My self-care is pretty much a constant thing. Oh, woman, I am just so fucking feeling you. Uh, Emily, oh, sister. Um, let me just feel for a second. There's something coming. So this is what I've got. And again, everything I say here, you take it to your inner fire and you take it to um, what is right for you, what feels right for you. But here's what came first, Emily. And it's, is it possible to potentially shift those energetics? So to potentially shift the energetics from protecting your energy to something else um, so that it's not an, a me and them, right? And I'm not even saying it's that. I'm just saying exactly what's coming through. And again, you just feel there might be, this might come through in a different way for you or might trigger something. But that's what comes is there's this beautiful shift that can take place. Beautiful shift around the empathy of that. A beautiful shift around the protection of that. A beautiful shift around not being constant. There's a, there's a shift um, that I absolutely can feel in your energetic system. And it's, and it's not like a, it's not a super hard shift either. It's not, it, it's just, there's a shift. Um, and so uh, sister, just take that for what that's worth and feel into what feels true for you or even what arises from those words. Um, it's not at all the answer I was expecting to say, but it's what came. So um, I hope that helps in some form or fashion, even if it's not today. Maybe it's down the road in a couple of days. Um, um, sorry, I'm just scrolling without trying to knock my phone over. Oh, Jessica, I love this one. Woman, I love this. And this is so absolutely the work. You are on it. You are doing it. Keep going. Don't stop. So Jessica just wrote in, if I don't compromise, I feel immense guilt. This is part of the de-rubbling. This is part of the rewiring all of that shit, right? All of those old patterns, and they are deep patterns. They're social conditionings. They're family conditionings. They're, um, they're, they're the social norms. They're also deep past life things for us, um, as well as this life. So it's the, if I don't compromise, I feel immense guilt. How do I maintain boundaries without feeling terrible and torn about it? Sister, you got to keep going through it. You have to keep going through it. Honor those feelings when they come up. Honor them. Feel them. Feel them fully. Feel them even more. Like, yep, I am fucking guilty for following my soul. I am so guilt-ridden. I feel horrible. I feel ashamed. I feel like the worst person in the world. I think it's terrible that I'm following my soul, that I that I haven't compromised, that I'm not um, honoring this person's feelings, that I'm not holding this person, that I'm not doing everything I can for this. all of it. Just let it out, 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 let it out. All of us, to some degree or in some form or fashion, have to work through this. This is part of what prevents us from following um, our deepest soul's wisdom. This is part of it, is our relation to others and, and these old patterns. Um, so, heck yeah, woman. I love that you asked that question. I love that you brought that up. Uh, beautiful and perfect to add to the conversation because it's, it's the norm for us to go through that when we start to honor self and we will lose people. We will lose people and it will hurt and we will hurt people's feelings and that sucks too. But what it is that we're oftentimes doing is we're hurting people's feelings because it's based on an old unhealthy pattern, right? Or we're losing a friendship because that's actually based on somebody who I was in the past and I'm not anymore. Or our friendship was a soul agreement and it actually ended three years ago, but we just didn't honor the ending of it because we hate deaths and we hate endings and we think that sucks. And now I need to follow my path. So we will lose people. We will lose friends. We will lose different things and there will be emotions that come with it. So, yep, um, love, love that you brought that into the conversation, woman. So beautiful. Um... um I'm just going to do one more question. 
Uh, hi, gorgeous Jenna. I know that I owe you an email, sister. Ah! <laughs> I'm so glad that you left a question. And I am definitely going to write you an email as soon as I possibly can. Um, and I hope, yeah, I just hope you understand it's wild, crazy times. Anyways, I'm going to go to your question. Is it okay to be working with a different goddess all the time or to work with one for a while than another just for depth? So... The best way that I can answer that question is that knowing thyself and Jenna, for you, it's, it could be that the highest thing you could be doing right now, the best thing that you could be doing right now is working with a different archetypal energy, a different goddess energy every day, every five minutes, every minute, every um, hour, whatever it is, that could be the truth. But it could also be true that working with one for, let's just say, a month is higher truth, is, is deeper wisdom, is maybe more counterintuitive or maybe more challenging or maybe brings up more things. Um, but I can't say what that is. So it's you having to feel into, again, that truth, right? What is the truth? What is my deepest truth in this moment? What is my deepest truth? Is it my deepest truth to work in this way with a different archetypal energy every day or every practice or whatever? Or is it my truth to work with one for X amount of time and really dive in? Um, and so feeling, again, it's that feeling into the system. It's that trusting the soul and finding how that soul communicates. And maybe you even know right now, just us having this conversation sometimes opens up that door and goes, yeah, I can actually feel. I actually feel that the truth is working with one for an extended period of time. If I had to give you what it feels for me, which I shouldn't do um, because I tell myself I... <laughs> don't necessarily do that. But if I had to give you what I feel, what I feel is true is the working with one at the depths and really going into it. Uh, that's, that's just what I feel. But you feel, you might go like, mm, nah, that doesn't feel true for me, Sabrina. And that's perfect. And I respect that and totally freaking honor that. And maybe the reason I shared that with you is just so that you could feel it. And that's it. All right. Um, I absolutely invite all of you to come in the Facebook group. We're going to put those two posts up, one about the defenses and our markers around when we come out of alignment, and then the other one is just self-care practices that we love so we can kind of share just a whole lot more stuff um, with each other in the group and kind of create the Facebook group as this resource, as this resources, resources, great places to go. Um, all right. I love you. I love you. I love you. We will do a podcast next week. So we're kind of back. We kind of do every other week, every week where possible, just depending on live events and things like that. So we'll definitely be back with a live next week. And I hope that I see all of you beautiful, amazing women there. And happy Thanksgiving. So much gratitude, so much love, so many blessings, and just all of the yumminess that that comes with that. Um, yeah, I love doing this. So thank you all for making it happen. I love you. I love you. I love you.